All right, everybody. Welcome to, I think this is episode 20. It's a good thing I'm losing track of how many we're doing because we are doing so many of these shows. Uh, another week of Positively Charged Wrestling uh, with your lovely host, Braden and uh, Josh. Uh, how are we doing this week? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Uh, ready for the rumble. Yeah, yeah. Always, um, I, I would say this is probably my second favorite show of the year uh, outside of Mania, and and it kind of snuck up on me this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... So I think I, I'm I'm excited. Um, I, I'm not as excited as, as prior years because, well, like I said, it snuck up on me. I've been a little busy, um, it, but I, I think this has some potential to be a very newsworthy show, and, and we'll get to that in a bit. But um, we'll we'll uh, look at some of these a, cu- a couple of the go home shows this week and. Uh, see what brought us here so so we'll kick it off with raw um and is it my imagination or has raw been pretty darn solid for like the past month (laughs) it's been pretty good especially this week's was really good yeah yeah i i thought this was a um a good go home show uh we get a setup for um go ahead Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's kind of funny because um, I'm I, I'm not I I don't know the username, I, you know anything like that. But I was I was reading something online about Raw. Um, I think it was this week's show they were talking about, and uh, they made the statement of you know Raw's unwatchable right now. The main shows are unwatchable, and I'm sitting there thinking, if you're watching it and you're saying it's watch, unwatchable, then you're not watching it because this week's was good. So it it is, and um, you know. I think that's that's the thing with with a lot of people online. I mean, I don't know everything. Everything cannot be New Japan. Everything cannot be a eighteen star classic in the Tokyo Dome. And look, I'm not when, when I say that I'm not. You know, I don't watch a lot of New Japan. Nothing against those guys. I kind of hear little news bites here and there, but. I really get frustrated and look, I, I, some things on WWE television occasionally make me roll my eyes, but the fact that, um, they're still putting on shows every week and I can genuinely see that they're trying to get better. Um, or or at least make some efforts to, to get better and and people still just go down this negative road. It's frustrating, but It, it is, uh, you done got me all fired up, Josh. All right. So, <laughs> um, well, um, I mean, I look at it like this. I mean, I I, I agree with you. Uh, there's stuff they do that I roll my eyes on, or you know, stuff that I don't like. But uh, you know, equally, I normally find you know, if if I don't like two or three things on the show, I usually find about two or three or four things that I do like. You know, so oh, um, f- for sure. Um, so and that's, that's how I watch wrestling. Oh yeah, uh, and. It's um, like I said, I, I can genuinely see that that they're trying to uh, trying to make some efforts to get better and and really really make it a better product. So, yeah. Yeah. that being said, as I said, we we kicked off this week uh, with uh, 
Seth Rollins and, and AOP and Buddy Murphy, and, and I'm still hoping they come up with a nice little name for this group. Um, I, I, the more and more I see these guys, I'm digging it. Uh, Rollins is right where he needs to be as a heel. Uh, we, we get a setup for um, get a setup for a tag team match uh, later on. And uh, I thought this was curious. Uh, it, it, it winds up. Um, it winds up later on in the show uh, being Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy versus the Viking Raiders. I, I thought that was curious that it wasn't AOP. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, be that as it may, uh, then we get, and I was surprised by this. Uh, after that segment, we get um, Andrade and Rey Mysterio in a ladder match, and you know this. <laughs> This is what you expected. These two guys went out there and um, just burned the place down. That that was uh, a very good TV ladder match. It was. I honestly, it, was uh, it probably would have been a very good pay per view ladder match. It, it was a it was a darn good match. So yeah, like I said, I mean it 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 really was a good uh, good ladder match. And afterwards, Humberto comes out. Uh, I was kind of excited to see him show up. I like the fire that he showed here. I I, I really did. Um, and this this is a decent little feud with him and Andrade. So, and yeah. I, I was I'd forgot about the uh, what he he did the uh, DDT on the outside on him or think that yep. knocked him out. Yep. Yeah, I'd forgot about that. I for some reason the last thing I remembered was like when he well that may have been it was that when he got what he was supposed to have the uh, U.S. title match. With the style, yes. Okay, okay. So I remember it. I just I forgot what knocked him out of it, and uh, I was like, "Well, where, where's he been? Where'd he go?" And then he shows back up. So that, okay, so, so I remember it. I just forgot the actual move that took him out. So, uh, okay. in the end, we get Alistair Black uh, versus a, a, a local guy, um, and I've been, I've been hearing, you know, we might get Black and uh, Andrade. At Mania, that big. Uh, so, so if that's the case, then uh, yeah, that could be a bit of, be a lot of fun. Um, and afterwards, after that, we get uh, Lesnar and uh, Ricochet doing a doing a little promo action here. I'm, you know, I don't know if this will lead to anything. Um, with a match between Ricochet and Lesnar, although I think that probably could be a lot of fun. Um, but uh, but who knows? Um, mo- moving on, Orton and McIntyre. Good little match here. Good good guys. Uh, and and I'm liking I'm liking that uh, that McIntyre is. I feel like he's – I'm going to go ahead and say it. We'll, we'll say – I was going to save this for later on, but I think McIntyre might be in the final four tonight. Uh, I, I feel like he's – I hope so. He, he's right there. So, um, but I, – I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Orton and Drew make it into the end. 
you know, I, I would not, I would not be surprised either. Um, we get uh, Becky Lynch, Carrie Sane. Good, good little match. Good little piece of business here. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, and then afterwards, Oscar attacks Lynch. Um, so, so I'm I'm excited about this match. Certainly, uh, I, I think as I said last week, they kind of stumbled in, into some some fun storytelling. Uh, so I, I think it should be good. Uh, next, next we have, uh, Murphy and Rollins versus, uh, Eric and Ivar. And, Yeah, this this was a surprise of the night, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I was not expecting the uh, outcome on this one. Um, what what got me too is after it happened, I got thinking about uh, booking wise. I mean, the you know the AOP's got to be going for the tag titles, <laughs> but now they can't go for the tag titles. I don't know. I was a little confused on that, but but you know it it. Uh... It's strange booking. Uh, it, it wasn't <laughs> bad, uh, no, but no. Uh, surprising, a little bit strange. Um, I don't want to see. I, I don't want to see the this group break up that quick. Um, so, so yeah, it uh, Rollins and Murphy, a good good little tag team. We'll see what happens there. Um, I'm 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 thinking. Uh, Probably just about a week or two, uh, Joe or Owens or somebody will interfere. The belts will go back to the Vikings, and an AOP will move into that slot against the Vikings. I, I kind of got that feeling like uh, months ago, like when the Vikings got the belts and AOP first started showing back up doing those vignettes. It was kind of like they were going to build to those two. Yeah. And then uh, AOP kind of got involved with Seth, and I thought, well, you know, okay, they're doing their own thing now. But now I, I kind of think that's what's going to happen. Seth and Buddy are going to uh, put them up on the line in a rematch. Something's going to happen. Uh, like I said, probably KO or uh, uh, Samoa Joe one is going to interfere. And uh, belts are going to go back to the Vikings, and then AOP is going to start after them. And, and it should be some pretty good hard-hitting matches between those two teams. So, uh, Yeah, certainly. Um yeah, I could I could see something like that going on where where that happens and it would make a little more sense. Uh, but you know, I go back to what I said at the at the top of the show here, where they're trying to make a conscious effort to to make it a better product. Here we have AOP and the Viking Raiders, two NXT standouts. We have Joe and Owens that everybody loves. Rollins, obviously, we know what he brings to the table. And we got Buddy Murphy. We've got eight guys here who are intertwined in a pretty darn solid story. And I I, I don't – there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. I mean, this is some of the best work they've done in a while as far as getting guys involved – 
getting everything pretty well makes sense and um i'm pleased by it so i hope it hope it keeps up um so then we have uh matt hardy and eric rowan and you know it's uh the whole what's in the cage um i you know our buddy will was was a little disappointed that that we didn't talk about what was in the cage. And this is arguably uh, as, as big as uh, the higher power. Uh, so, yeah, true, true. so I'm, I'm going to say my prediction um, is, is it's going to be Vince in the cage. And uh, I think he'll just say it was, it was me all along, Eric, it was me. And uh, so uh, what, what what say you? What do you think is in the cage? I would pay to see that, honestly. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I, I was thinking about this, and uh, I can't think of what is in the cage, but but being that today is the Royal Rumble, I know what they should do with the cage. Okay? So what I got thinking about last night was uh, what they should do with the cage. Did you remember, used to, we would watch the Rumble, and they would have the little segments backstage where they were turning the little... Uh, uh, bingo cage and they pull out their numbers yeah so i'm thinking they should throw all the numbers in the cage and have to reach into the cage to pull their numbers out and if they're lucky enough to come back with you know not only a number but you know their fingers apparently because something's in there uh then they get to be in the royal rumble so that that's my thought process <laughs> the cage for this week. <laughs> oh all right all right um and i and i'm sure more hints and clues will be revealed as the weeks go along uh on on what really is in Eric Rowan's cage, because this is uh, the hottest thing in the business right now. So moving on, <laughs> um, we've got to have a little fun with it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, moving on. We've, we've got more of the, the Lashley and, and Lana stuff. And uh, yeah, that did it. <laughs> A little bit of a flat end. I'll be honest; it was a little flat uh, for a go home show for an otherwise um, darn solid show. Um, so, so that uh, that was raw, and uh, we'll get to uh, we'll get to NXT um, because it it was it was newsworthy. Uh, this week, certainly, um, we, we got the the tag team uh, Dusty Classic and the Grizzled Young Veterans. Not crazy about that name. I, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's not the worst thing. But um, they defeated the uh, the Undisputed Era and uh, move on. Um, Tony Storm defeated Io Shirai uh, to get ready for her match last night. I'm, I'm actually going to talk about that in a moment. I did watch When Worlds Collide. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that momentarily. Um, Finn Balor uh, getting ready for uh, his match last night. Defeated Joaquin Wild, uh, Shayna Baszler, who I think is going to be a big factor tonight. Yep. And I know I'm kind of breezing through this, but f- full transparency, 
I don't know about you. I did not watch NXT this week. I, I, I didn't. I didn't see any of it. I, I saw a little bit of the other shows. Uh, yeah, AEW and SmackDown, but I, I didn't see any NXT this week. Um, then uh, the Brozier Weights yet again. I'm not crazy about that name, but uh, but uh, they're gonna be squaring off with the Grizzled Young Veterans uh, in. Uh, in the finals of the Dusty Classic. Uh, should be fun. And then the, the big story is Keith Lee defeated Roderick Strong to win the North American title. Um, this was a bit surprising to me because I could see Keith Lee having a uh, a big impact tonight. Yeah. So, I don't know. It. Uh, I mean, nothing says he can't be in the final four or good gosh, even, even win it and still be the North American champion. But, uh, you know, I get, they probably had to keep him a little strong. Uh, I mean, I like Keith Lee. Uh, and, yeah. But uh, it's good win. Uh, I was a bit surprised. Um, so, uh, so then we're, uh, we're moving on to, uh, to dynamite and this was this was a i will have to say dynamite has had a, a few unique locations unique sets already in its infancy and uh yeah this was pretty cool on a cruise ship um yeah like i said i, I saw a little bit of the show this weekend uh um, that that was one of my main takeaways from the show was I I liked the look of it for some reason yeah. I don't know what it was but it kind of reminded me of um I don't know why but uh, you know the they did a few nitros where they were at were they at the MGM Grand yeah something something around the time the NWO first started they were outside and it kind of looked like that to me or something it, it, that's what it kind of triggered in my head and but I, I kind of like the look at it I, I say. Let's put AEW on that cruise ship every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it um, it was it was a, a fun little look, and um, we opened up the show with this was a barn burner of a tag team match: Omega and Hangman uh, versus SCU. Uh, we get a title change: Hangman and Omega win, and um, this was this was good. Uh, I, I obviously they're telling a story with Hangman and Kenny Omega. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to split, but, um, yeah, this, this was a fun match, uh, moving on, uh, Britt Baker, Priscilla Kelly. And, and the, the newsworthy thing that came out of this is I guess that, uh, I guess Britt Baker's a heel now because after the match, uh, Shivani was going to interview her and she just starts running him down and, makes fun of him working at Starbucks and says she's the hottest girl on the boat. And, uh, yeah, th- this is about where I was on uh, turning the show on. <laughs> and, I saw this and, uh, I, I did, you know, she made it clear that she's a dentist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think she told him about five times. And, uh, and I don't know why she didn't just go full bore and say, I'm also Adam Cole's girlfriend and true, just true. stating obvious facts. Um, sorry. I, I, I get what they were trying to do here, um, and, and I thought I thought it was 
I thought it was okay effort, and and we'll see where it goes. But, I, I um, think I think they could have got away with that though. I think uh, you know the way she was going, trying to you know cut down Tony and build herself up. She could have been like, you know, I'm a big star. My boyfriend's a big star. You know, they didn't have. Yeah, yeah. Been kind of a, you know, I don't know, but been kind of cool. yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll see where that goes. It's it's interesting development, if nothing else. Uh, then um, we've got uh, Inner Circle and Jurassic Express. Um, th- this was a fun little match. Uh, the the cool thing here was uh, as Jericho come out, the crowd was singing along with his song, so that that was kind of neat. Um, but. Uh, Obviously, Inner Circle picks up the win there. MJF uh, gets a win over Joey Janela and then gets tossed in a pool afterwards. <laughs> um, hey, that's a, no, that's the spring breakout show. I started to say that's another flashback to those Nitros, but I think that was the spring breakout show where they uh, did the pool spot. Yeah. Uh, like Nat, I think Nash jumped in the pool to get away from the Giants. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, um, speaking of MJ, speaking of MJF, uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine at work this week, and he said that MJF was working with another company. Like I think uh, MLW, and, I believe. And that may have had something to do with the reason he hadn't wrestled a lot in AEW. Well, then, like I think maybe that, maybe the contract's up now. Okay, so. well then that makes sense. So maybe he was. They didn't want him doing a whole lot and risking getting hurt and messing up their plans or something like that. Maybe I don't, I don't know for sure, but so so that makes a little more sense and why we haven't seen more entering stuff from him. Um, we get a pretty good match between Moxley and Pac. Um, and you know, I mean, it's this was the expected outcome. Um, pretty good show. Uh, we get uh. We're going to get Moxley and Jericho at uh, Revolution uh, February 29th in Chicago. And I I don't see any reason why Moxley won't pick up the win here. But who knows? Uh, I mean, they they could pull a sneaky on us and, uh, you know, keep the title on Jericho. I, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, – Moving on, we get uh, get to SmackDown, and and I'm having a battle royal between two cats back here. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, moving on, we we uh, we get to SmackDown, the the final go home show, uh, but before the uh, Rumble. Um, I, and can I say how much I'm digging? Uh, I think I may have said this last week or, or something, but uh, Reigns and the Usos, just it's just it makes sense. I like it. Yep. Um, yep. King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, a pairing that doesn't make a lot of sense, but they're <laughs> they're doing their best they can with it. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, good, good match. Uh, Twenty five minutes. Um. Pretty much the whole, the whole first thirty minutes of the show, basically. I mean, this was um, a good change of pace from your typical opening promo. Uh, 
See, now, now's when the brand split becomes a problem because think about if, if there weren't the brand split and we could get uh, um, Roman and the Usos and then maybe the club. That you know? would be a lot of fun. That would be. I, I think that would be a much better uh, team to put them up against than, you know, kind of a thrown together. Game. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think that'd be a good storyline, but you know, sorry, I didn't mean to I, that, but that just popped in my head. You're, you're a hundred percent right. Uh, but, um, Reigns and the Usos get the win. Uh, get a, get a decent little promo from Lacey Evans here. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm warming up to the idea of Lacey Evans as a, as a baby face, um, still, you know, still think she's a natural heel. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. Um, Braun Strowman and Elias, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. And, yeah, it, decent little tag team match. Nothing nothing to see here moving along. Uh, so, so something cool this week. I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, so, so Daniel Bryan has a shirt <laughs> that uh, has came out and it's made, it's fabric made from recy- recycled materials, zero dye, zero water usage. And uh, for every shirt that is bought, there will be a tree planted. Um, and it's actually a decent looking shirt. It just, it's uh, kind of some trees on the front and it says yes. And then on the back, the planet's champion. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seriously considering getting one. It's, it's not a bad looking shirt. It's one of those shirts. that really doesn't look like a wrestling shirt. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Check that out to, to anybody listening. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty neat. Um, I may have to check that out. I wonder. Did, I guess it just just went on the site, probably like uh, probably Friday yeah, or something. Yeah. So I, I missed. I was on there. I ordered the. Um, I finally got around. I've been eyeballing this shirt for like a year, but the uh, DX reunion shirt from like right before Crown Jewel. Gotcha. Yeah. I've been eyeballing it for a year, and because uh, you know it's from nineteen ninety, you know it says like established ninety seven, <laughs> and you know, and. Uh, I got on there and ordered that. I, I didn't see the Daniel Bryan one, but uh, it may have not been on there yet. So I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Decent looking shirt. Um, like I said, I'm, I might pick it up. Uh, just not that I'm, not that I'm the planet's champion, but uh, you know, hey, if I can help get a tree planted. All right. <laughs> true. True. Um, and, and you get a shirt out there. There you deal, go. So. Win win. It's a good deal. Um, so. We, we get the uh, rumble by the numbers little video. These are always fun. Um, and uh, we, we finish up with uh, or, uh, John Morrison, Kofi Kingston. Kind of a blast from the past. If I would have told you 10 years ago that uh, we would be getting, or if I would have told you John Morrison and Kofi Kingston wrestled on SmackDown, you probably would have thought it was 10 years ago. So, <laughs> um yeah, I mean Kofi Kofi gets or John Morrison, I'm sorry, gets the win. Um so kind of a surprise there. Then we get uh a contract signing with the fiend signing a contract. <laughs> this was 
this was strange. Um, and uh, the fiend was attacking Daniel Bryan with the strap, and um, and yeah, that's that's how we how we closed out that. Uh, before we get to our uh, couple things regarding the Rumble, as I said, I, I'm not going to deep dive into this um, and go match by match. Um, I did watch When Worlds Collide last night. Uh, if, if this is the plan to take the place of the takeovers before Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam, I'm for it because obviously NXT UK has their own takeovers. NXT has their own takeovers. So if before each of these big shows, if they can intertwine and have a show like this, then hey, that's that's pretty cool. Um, it, it's well worth a watch. Um, a lot of talent on, on both these uh, respective brands. So uh, if you didn't watch it, uh, one of the – Better tag team matches you're going to see between DIY and uh, Mustache Mountain. The eight-man tag between Imperium and Undisputed Era was a lot of fun. It's a really good show if you haven't watched it. Um, so, moving on. Uh, is, go ahead. Have, have they said, <laughs> is, is that the plan? Or are they going to start running these? I don't know. Like- that That was my, just my thoughts while watching it. Uh is that because I didn't know where they were at at first and they were in the Toyota center in Houston. So I'm like, okay, this is to me that this took the place of, uh, kind of took the place of the, the regular standalone NXT takeover. I, I don't know if that's the plan, but, uh, if it is, I, I think you get recipe recipe for success there. Um, I, I like the idea of it. Uh, like um, I, it, it popped in my head. Like the, I was reading something online. You know, people are somewhere saying, you know, uh, is it time to make WrestleMania like a two day thing? No. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm sitting there thinking, well, we do, we do the NXT shows beforehand, and this would be a good way. You know, you're getting NXT and NXT UK featured. Yeah. So I mean, it is kind of in a way. It already is its own two day thing. It's just it's their brand, and then the next day you get there. So you know, I don't. Know. He, here's my thing. About I've heard WrestleMania being a two day thing. I know uh, is it is it Wrestle Kingdom? I think Wrestle Kingdom is a two day thing. Yeah. No, we do not need to make it a two day event because <laughs> so because it's already seven hours long. I don't need fourteen hours worth of wrestling. Um, <laughs> I'm just being honest. I, I think they need to dial it back a little bit to maybe four and a half hours and really trim the fat. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really hoping they never go to a two day thing. If they do, so be it. But I, I think that will just water it down immensely. Um, so th- I, I'm, I agree. I, I think I love the setup, how everything is. So, you, you know, you got the hall of fame one day and then the NXT one day and you got the access is going out. Of course, you know, if you're not there, you don't get to see access, but you know, it's going on th- all through the weekend and then you got mania and then you got raw the next night. And up till th- this year, you know, you had SmackDown 
Tuesday. You know, it was it was kind of cool that it, it was a week of stuff. Yeah, but I don't I don't want the actual WrestleMania event to be multiple days. You know, no. I like I like the layout as it is, and I, I agree with you. You know, kind of trim it down a little bit, make it make it the best of the best for Mania. Uh, I know everybody wants their spot on Mania, but you know, make it the best of the best. Four hours is you know good enough. So four, four hours in a pre-show because I don't normally catch the pre-show. So yeah, you know, we we can have you know a little bit of lead in and then four hours of show. That's I think that's plenty. Um. So before we get into the rumble, uh, you know I I know you mentioned before we went on you didn't have it this day in wrestling history. So we're gonna we're gonna try to uh, retrofit this because three days. Prior to uh, today, we're recording this on the 26th of January, and uh, three days ago was the 20-year anniversary of uh, one of the best matches you're going to see, one of the best matches of either Mick Foley or Triple H's career, uh, Street Fight at uh, Rumble 2000. Now, a little backstory, Um, we'll kind of kind of go through the month here on uh, the 27th and uh, of the December 27th 99 raw they had a pink slip on the pole match between uh, uh, it was Triple H and Stephanie um, made the rock mankind have a pink slip on a co- pole match obviously um, mankind would uh, would kind of get the shaft there um Triple H defeated Big Show January 3rd Raw. Uh, and um then the next week the Rock stands out uh with other wrestlers on the outside, tells Triple H everybody's gonna walk out unless he reinstates Foley. Uh you know, then later on uh Triple H beats the crap out of out of Mick and uh, pedigrees him through an announce table. Then later on that week, uh, something you alluded to, uh, I think last week was uh, the iconic promo with um, on SmackDown with, with Mick kind of going full Superman mode and changing into Cactus Jack. And, uh, then the next week, Cactus Jack finally gets his hands on Triple H. And uh, that brings us to the match. Uh, a month-long build here where, where Mick is fired, not fired, has to find the testicular fortitude to, to become Cactus Jack. And um, we're, we're here in uh, Madison Square Garden. And I'll let you take it from here. Uh uh, on this match, because this this is a uh, a slobber knocker in, in in every way. Oh, it's it that's great. Um, a good good build up there by you. Um, uh, like you said, it's uh, Madison Square Garden. I, I think that no mixed career. What he had two more two more pay per views. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did the uh, No Way Out, and then we did uh, he come back and did the Mania match. So I, I think I mean it, it it perfectly sets up his his main career you know because when you get you see the flashbacks of him 
you know, and you hear he hitchhiked to get to Madison Square Garden, you know, front row. And it builds up to this, you know, he's, you know, not his last match, but one of his, his one of his last matches. And it's probably, you know, one of his biggest matches, you know, title match at Madison Square Garden, the same arena. He's getting to be his most famous character, too, you know, because um, when he first come there, he wasn't catch Jack that made him mankind. And then when the uh, creative doors kind of come open, then he got to be catch Jack for a little while, went back to mankind and dude love was in there, too. And, uh. You know, here he is. It's Cactus Jack. He's in Master Square Garden where, you know, he watched uh, Superfly do the dive. I, I don't know. It's The setting is perfect. Oh, yeah. uh, and these two, I think we we mentioned last week about um, guys that kind of come back around and wrestle each other a few mm-hmm. times. And these these guys, like, uh, they, they had that feud in 97, which, uh, you know, that's where we got to see Cactus Jack the first time. And uh, this was Hunter right before DX started. And then uh, they kind of, you know, went their own ways. They come back around. I, I may be missing one here. I don't know. But they come back around when Hunter goes solo, like when he leaves DX. And I think that's where uh, he smashes Mankind's knee with the uh, sledgehammer. Yep. I think that's probably the the first sledgehammer deal was Triple H. And uh, then, you know, they I don't know if they had a match. Oh, they did the title match after that. Yeah, the uh, SummerSlam title match, the Triple mm-hmm. Threat. And then they kind of branch apart again, and they come back around on this one. So it's, you know, I don't know, it, it, it's like a perfect storm. Everything, you know, tells a story, and it all comes back together. And that, that's one of the things I love about wrestling. You yes. Know? Sometimes, just like with Becky and Asuka, sometimes stuff happens, and then somehow comes back around, and it just makes a perfect mix, perfect storm, and, and it's entertaining, and it's it's perfect. Um, but I, I love this match. This is one of my favorites. Uh, from the... The opening video of the pay per view, uh, I thought was kind of cool. They did that whole, um, you know, you know, they were talking about each other at first. You know, you know, you're Triple H. You're you've maimed people and uh, crippled people with your sledgehammer, blah blah blah. And then he's like, you know, you're the catches Jack. They say you're the toughest guy. And then it kind of goes through, and then they, then they start talking about themselves, you know, and and talking about their legacies. And then it, I don't know, this, it's just perfect. I love. Oh it. yeah, I love it. Oh yeah. Um... Yes, yeah, some master class in, in storytelling all the way around. Um, the the thing I forgot about watching this, or, or forgot while watching this, was was the gash. Uh, I remembered it immediately as you know after it happened, but um, the gash on Triple H's leg or his calf when when I uh, took the suplex on the. Uh, the pallets and um, yeah. you know that that and then just continues to wrestle another you know twenty minutes or so. So that uh, credit to him. That to me, this match, th- this match put Hunter on the map. I mean, he was he was already there, uh, and I think it was the month prior that um, you know him and. Uh, Vince had their little brawl, but but this really this really elevated uh, Triple H to another level, um, and uh, I, I think Triple H w- raised his game pun pun fully intended uh, to uh, <laughs> to Foley's level. Um, so yeah, this and obviously 
you know, Triple H will get the win here. Uh, but as as you mentioned, you know, they're they're not over. Uh, the the feud isn't over. It would go on to the next month with a Hell in a Cell match. Um, I don't I honestly don't think the Hell in a Cell match was as good as this. It was good, but uh, I think I, I'm pretty sure that uh, the Garden really helped this match. Um, yeah, there is something about uh, something about the Garden that that really elevates things. So, and, and what about that entranceway? Oh, I loved it. I loved. It. That's one of the best entrances I've seen. Yes. Um, they uh they they did it uh, another time. What was it? Eight years later, uh, was it Rumble '08 when Cena made his his return? Um, yep. And one of the and not getting too far out in the weeds here though, but uh, that Cena '08 return. I know a lot of people hate on Cena, but that was not only one of the more shocking returns, but that pop. That was a good pop. But anyways. Yeah, I don't think anybody expected him to show up. Like, no, I think he was projected to be out longer or something. Yep, and, you know, so that was pretty cool. Uh, so, my my final thoughts on uh, on this Foley Triple H match. Uh, first off, good choice by you. Uh, Twenty years, and sometimes it seems like it, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but it, this, there's a reason we're talking about this match today, twenty years later, because it it was. To quote Triple H, that damn good. Uh, it's um, just a match we'll probably be talking about still 20 years from now. It's um, two of these guys' finest performances. Um, and uh, if you haven't ever seen it, go out of your way to watch it. So uh, what say you about this? Oh, well, there's, there's a spot in here. We're just talking about storytelling. There's a spot in here that I don't think I'd actually put the significance of it together until watching it this time um triple h handcuffs mick and uh is just punishing him you know mm-hmm. and uh mick kind of goes up the uh entranceway and hunter uh, goes after him with a chair you know he's chases him down and they get up the entranceway and you know mick's there he's got his hands handcuffed behind his back um uh, he's taking all this punishment he's got uh triple h has got that chair you know so you know what's gonna happen he's gonna nail mick with it and out of nowhere the rock shows up and hits hunter with the uh with the chair and kind of levels the playing field for a second, you know? And I, I don't know why, but I'd never put the significance of that together. But if you think about it, one year prior, The Rock had Mick in that exact scenario. He had his hand handcuffed behind his back, was beating the tar out of him with a chair. And then, uh, you know, they, they, they were enemies. They, they did the reluctant partnership through the year as the uh, Rock and Sock connection. And then... It leads to this, you know, it, it's kind of, it's good storytelling, you know, The Rock being the one that had him in that position a year ago comes out and helps label the playing field for him so that, uh, you know, he's got a fighting chance against Hunter and I don't know, it really clicked with me watching it this time and I don't know why it happened before because, I mean, it's simple when you think back at it, but, so I, that that part really jumped out at me, but uh, like you said, uh, it's a great match, if you've not seen it, you gotta watch it, uh, Um Words can't do it justice. It's just, it's that good. It's just, uh, storytelling is the part. I, I, that's the main thing. It's not like a five star, no, no, no flippy dippies, nothing like that. You know, no flip flops. Uh, 
it's just good storytelling and uh like, like you said it put hunter on the map it it just shows how good mick is in a situation like this and uh, it's one of my favorites it, it's hard to top for sure um yeah really like i said really good choice by you um and uh so moving on to uh tonight to uh the the rumble tonight we'll uh we'll just kind of break down the card go through with um go through with some predictions and uh so we've got shorty g and sheamus this has pre-show written all over it i <laughs> think sheamus it's probably gonna be a squash unfortunately um, i probably won't see that one. <laughs> yeah same pre-show uh, uh, but uh united states title on the line andrade versus humberto uh I think Andrade will retain here. Um, you know, it it is what it is. Uh, I, I think these two will continue their feud. Uh, what What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's too soon to switch the belt. We've um, with him with him just showing back up. So, oh yeah, uh, falls count anywhere with uh, Reigns and Corbin. Um. I don't know um, if if Reigns wins this match. I don't see him winning the Rumble. If Corbin wins this match, I think it's a lock that Reigns wins the Rumble. I, I think this match low key can, is going to be able to tell a lot. Um, yeah. I, and I don't. And Reigns could just be dominant, win this match, and win the Rumble. Who, who am I to say? But I just feel like that's going to be a, a little clue for for later on in the show i'm gonna say i'm gonna say reigns wins this and uh and doesn't win the rumble so so there's a little spoiler for uh predictions here in a in a in a bit um what say you on this um i think reigns needs to win it you know um you know, in, win it in the feud, go on to something else type thing, you know. Um, Corbin might get a little more out of the win, but I think Reigns needs to win it and put a cap on this one and kind of venture on to something, somebody else or something, you know. Yeah. Um, SmackDown title match. Uh, Bailey, I think, is going to hang on here. Um, it's been a good feud. Uh, not, nothing wrong at all with this, um, but I think Bailey wins, and uh, her feud going into Mania, I think, is going to be good uh, if if my prediction holds true. So, what uh, what do you think on this match? Oh uh, well, I'm I'm interested in your prediction now, but because uh, I, I I don't know where you're going with that one, um, but I, I think Bailey's keeping it too. Uh, like I agree, it's, it's been been interesting seeing. Lacey is a uh, face, and um, it's funny because if you remember when we started this podcast and we were we were talking about um, uh, it was Becky and Lacey and Bailey and Ember was it Ember? Yeah, we made the statement that uh, 
we, we thought it would be it would have worked better if they had done it the other way and Lacey was with Bailey. And here we are. Lacey yeah. with Bailey now. So so I I think it'll be pretty good. Uh, but I th- I agree with you, Bailey's probably keeping it. Um Yeah. And uh so see so yeah, I think I think it'll be fine. Um then moving on to the uh, the women's rumble match. Um, I mean, I've been going back and forth between two, but between two ladies, and I think there's a lot of ways you could get to either one of these. But I said I think Bailey's feud is going to be good if my prediction holds true. I think Sasha Banks is going to win. And we're going to have the Sasha Bailey feud that we never got from like two years ago leading into Mania. I, I can see that. Um, but the other lady I was debating on was Shayna. But I think you can still get to Shayna and Becky without having Shayna win. But who knows? Uh, what, what's your prediction? I, I've kind of got too as well um i'm, I'm agreeing with you shana I, I, I was thinking because you know they kind of tease that at survivor series and uh you know we'll, we'll go to the rumble or it, have her win the rumble and then go to mania and and flesh it out a little more you know get these two in a big proper one-on-one match but i'm also and it probably isn't a popular decision but i'm, I'm our storyline right now is becky is righting wrongs from her past right she's finishing Unfinished business. Mm-hmm. She's going to beat Oscar, and I'm thinking one of our returns is going to be Nia Jax, and she's going to win the Rumble because I don't think they've ever. Becky's not finished the uh, business with Nia. That could, uh, you know, what I like that. I would dig that. So um, I'm, I'm thinking Nia shows up, wins the Rumble, uh, challenges Becky's for her belt. Uh, you know, just runs over people leading into Mania, you know, just dominant. And then Becky's got to overcome her at Mania. I, I dig it. I dig it. Um, So, obviously, you gave your prediction on uh, Becky and Asuka. I think I'm going to be right there with you. I think it's going to be as good of a match as it was last year. No reason it won't be. So, then we get the strap match between – uh, the Fiend and Daniel Bryan, my only hope for this match is it's not bathed in red light. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think The Fiend's going to win. I don't I, I don't know why he wouldn't. I, I think he's going to keep the title going into Mania. Um, what, uh, what do you think? I'm thinking the same thing, but I, I I can't really think of what's coming next for both of them. You know, that, that's my problem. I I got a kind of idea, you know, because you mentioned it earlier that you know there's a little buzz about Reigns winning the Rumble possibly and going on against the Fiend, and I know that's that's there, that's there. But other than that, I can't wrap my head around you know what's going to be next. So it's kind of hard to say. But I, I'm I'm thinking uh, the Fiend keeps the belt. I just don't know what the ramifications are going to be out of it. Where, where Brian's going after that, and who's the next challenger? 
Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what's, what's going to happen between them, uh, especially Brian, um, because I mean, he's, he's having such a heck of a, he's had a heck of a year since last year's mania for the most part. Um, but uh, we'll we'll see. So then we get to the uh, get to the men's rumble match, and we're going to get Brock Lesnar coming out at, at uh, number one. Interesting, interesting here. So I I don't know what what's going to happen here. Um, a lot of moving pieces uh, as, as much. So, so we'll get this out of the way um, as much as I kind of think maybe punk would be in this match. We'll get that elephant out of the room. I'm going to say no here. I hope I'm wrong. I think that would just, I would probably jump through the TV, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to say no. I do think, uh, I do think we're going to get edge. Um, and Kane Velasquez, I, I, I think um, he's going to, he's going to come out. Um, that's probably going to, who's that's probably going to be who eliminates Lesnar. Uh, so. Yeah. I'm not sure who I'm going to pick. Uh, I think the, the the guy that makes the most sense is, is probably Reigns. Um, the guy who who I would I would really want to win it. I, I think in a perfect world you would have Punk come out and eliminate Lesnar and reignite that feud. Um, yeah. I think that's got money written all over it. And that's, that's not, you know, the smart mark and punk mark in me. I I just think that that would be super exciting. Um, You know what the heck with it? I think it's probably going to be rains. I don't, I don't know. Um, Even I'm going to completely contradict what I said earlier. Uh, Cause, cause as we've been talking about this, I've been thinking, Drew McIntyre is the only other guy I could see. Uh, and I think last summer I said Kevin Owens was my dark horse pick. Um, yep. I could see him being in there. Final four, maybe final six. Uh, but I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to go Reigns uh, because I think you can still get to Lesnar's opponent without this. Uh, but, yeah, that that's my pick. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that's the that's the probably the best way to do it. Is you, you don't need the winner to be Lesnar's opponent, especially with him in there. So, um, uh, I think I'm gonna go, go with Reigns too, uh, just because of the Fiend scenario. I I, I think it's happening. I I don't really. I'm not. I can understand if they go with Kane Velasquez and Brock, 
and Reigns and Fiend because, I mean, Velasquez will, you know, he's a big name. It, I'm sure it'll help draw attention to Mania and stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm, I think Reigns is going to win it. But my my heart choice, the one I want, I'm I'm picking Drew. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think he would. Uh, I'd like to see him win it, and I think uh, he'd be a good one to uh, take the belt off Brock. Although I don't, I doubt they're going to go that route. But so, but I, I, I logically, I, I'm thinking Reigns is going to win. But just the uh, wrestling uh, fantasy booking in my head, I'm I'm picking Drew. I, I won't. I won't disagree with that. I, I think him and him and Reigns are probably the front runners. Um, so, I I think this one's this has potential for some surprises, some some uh, holy crap moments. Uh, I think it's things gonna be good. Things gonna be a good one. Um, any uh, any last minute thoughts? Uh, well, I wanted to throw this out there because okay. we're talking about the Rumble. Um, there's a point watching every Royal Rumble. I, I love watching the Rumble. It, it, I, I, they used to bill it as like the fastest hour on TV or fastest hour in WWE or something like that. Mm-hmm. I love watching it. It's, it's fun. It's different. Um, there's so many people involved. A little bit of unpredictability going on. Um, there's a point in every Rumble you know, as they, as they announce them and they come out and stuff, you know, we're counting down, we're getting, or we're counting up, getting closer to the, uh, you know, number 30 spot. And there's a point in every rumble, I always hit this point where I'm just kind of, I go from being excited to a little bit sad because I'm like, we're only like 10 guys away from this being over. We're only like five guys away from this being over. And I know it's going to happen again tonight. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just wanted to throw that out there. I wonder if anybody else in the world has that, that thought process as the rumble's going on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I haven't ever thought about it, but yeah, I, I kind of subconsciously get that feeling as well. Um, I, I do that every year. I'm like, this is so cool. I love this, and then we get to like ten, five guys away, something like that, and I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> this, this is going to be done in just a minute. What are we going to do then? Which, granted, now we have two rumbles with the, uh, you know, we got the women's to go to as well. I, I remember they did that year. Was it forty men that one year? Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, I wouldn't mind a little bit, not, not, I think 40 is a good cutoff if they want to go, but since we got the women's, you know, we don't need to add because we got two rumbles now, but I, there for a while I was like, why not just expand it to, you know, 40 men every year, but we don't need that now with the women's and the men's. Cause you know, that's a lot of rumble to sit through, but like I said, I, I get that moment every year and, and I'm always like, eh, just send a few more guys out there. You got them in the back. Just. Give us, give us five more guys. Five more guys. Come on. But. Uh, um, no, I, I, yeah, I subconsciously get that, get that feeling too. I have never thought about it. So, um, yeah, well, it, good stuff. Uh, this, it should be fun. Um, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, we'll be texting you, uh, and we'll, we'll be sharing thoughts and uh, recap it all next week. Um, that's all I've got. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm excited for it. Going to watch it. Going to love it. Uh, I'm. I don't work tomorrow, so I get to stay up and watch the whole show. Yes. And uh, nice. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, like I said, we'll uh, we'll recap it all next week, and appreciate everybody for listening. Thanks, guys. Stay positive. <laughs>